skip the wedding and buy a house. That's the discussion in today's episode, episode 248 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Enjoy. All right, so we're going to start by talking about your favorite topic. Skipping the wedding. Skipping the wedding. Okay, so you usually, when you tell this story to those that know you. Yes. About how passionate you are about people not wasting their money on big, lavish weddings. Correct. You get a you, lot of backlash. Yeah, so do you, do, you, do you want to tell the story about how you and your wife... Yeah. So got married. Yeah. So neither of us were keen or, you know, and that, you know, Alicia didn't dream of, you know, being this, have this fairy tale wedding, you know, as a kid, as I'm sure many women do though, growing up, um, as it's kind of like a, I don't know how I would put it, but it's kind of like a cultural norm or a, a retail thing, you know, like companies just feed it to them as the girls are getting older and and then become women, and they're like, oh, they want to have that fairy tale wedding. Anyways, we never had that. And we said, well, let's just do a destination wedding. So that's what we did. But before we had the destination wedding, um, we just got married in Ontario to make it legal. It was far easier to do it here. So we had hired an officiant. We went up to the family cottage, got married on the dock. It was like two or 300 bucks, and we were done. We could, and we could have ended it there. Um, which I think a lot of people should. And then you just celebrate with a big reception of some sort, even in a ha- at a house, or if you want to rent the hall or whatever. But keep it basic. And the whole point of this conversation is, you know, my, your money's better spent elsewhere, especially when you're first starting off in a relationship. So the point that we're talking about this is, or the reason we're talking about this, is because the cost of homes are at a level where if you have a wedding as a new couple, yeah, you are going to be cash-strapped, even with all these cash gifts and everything you get from everybody attending the wedding. Well, that's the argument, especially from certain cultures. They... It depends how cheap your family and friends are too, though, right? Like yeah. if you're spending $100 a plate on dinner plus the venue plus, 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 like, I don't know, what is the average? So if you were going, let me ask you this. If you were going to a wedding right now and it was a cousin's wedding and it was you and your wife attending, I'm putting you on the spot, yes. Yeah. So I have how, no idea. How much would you I give? I have no idea. Like See, cash is king for, as a gift, wedding gift. I would think, I have no idea. I know my number is low because I know what other people pay. But I would think like 200 bucks a person, so 400 bucks for a couple. I think maybe. that's fair. Yeah, but I think so. Somebody that I'm close with, hey Jen, he does double that. Let's ask Jen. Let's let's pull Jen real quick. Jen, we need your input really quickly. Jen loves when she's called on she's camera put her on the spot. We're gonna bring her in from the other room. Come and talk into a mic. Oh If you were going to a cousin's wedding, okay, now she's a pork chop, so. That's okay, it's important. Right. If you were going to a cousin's wedding right now, you and your husband, what would be an acceptable cash gift that you would give to your cousin and their new spouse? Four or five hundred bucks. 
So, like so you weren't. Yeah. yeah. So you weren't that it's far expensive. off. It's expensive now. He thought he was low when I he thought said two hundred a person. No. You mean as a couple, right? Yeah, four hundred bucks, like total. Four or five, right? As a couple. Yeah. All right. So two two fifty a person. Thank you. Because I think, like, from a food perspective, it's usually hundred and hundred and fifty in that range. Well, here it says the average. You want to cover as much of the cost as possible, and maybe a little more. But okay, what does it say? It says the average is in the range of thirty-five thousand total for you know between a hundred and hundred fifty people. So you're around that. I think that's light. I, I think it. I think it's light too. I know people that are spending like upwards of six figures on. Well, let's take a moment to also distinguish the difference between this cost and then the honeymoon cost and then the wedding and then the dress and the suit. That probably doesn't include those numbers. Right. And the ring, like for us, and some people may think I'm cheap. but And then if you're getting like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen, if you're getting any gifts for them and, and getting them, you know, suited out. Yeah, exactly. So for us, our total was around like ten grand, ten to twelve grand, including everything. Right. Our trip, dress, yeah, suit, you, rings. So the resort, I can't remember what we paid. It was sixteen hundred bucks per person. Yeah. To, but we got a week's all inclusive vacation in Punta Cana at right. the Hard Rock. Now that was twelve years ago. Can you imagine now spending that much money? Out? Yeah. You go away I'd go for every a day. Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that the cost is to to go there now. Actually, I have no idea. No I'm, idea. I'm going to assume it's like at least double that per For person. sure, it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we spent ten to twelve grand on everything, including our trip. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It depends on how many people are attending your group. Yes, the more people, the less it's going to be. They give you incentives for they have like different tiers, right? And promotions and whatnot. Um, but it was, and that was a blast. That was my first time traveling with a large group of people. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a great time. But the, you know, I, th- I think there's people spending that $30,000 average wedding. I think there's people spending 30 grand on a ring that probably shouldn't be. Right. Right. Let alone the wedding and everything that comes with it. Yep. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people are racking up $100,000 in debt for everything included. Yeah. So, I mean, there's this debate, and I'd love to hear from people that are listening and watching, people that are maybe thinking about getting married or are currently engaged or that have gone through this. But, you know, you you think about future planning and expenses that you're going to incur and you really got to wonder, is it worth with spending this money on a party? Essentially right. what you're doing. Now, debatable whether or not, because, you know, we talked in previous podcasts about how there's like generational money now. So like parents and grandparents are giving money to their kids and grandkids for the purpose of buying a home, are they doing that for the purpose of getting married? Well, like there's the old fashioned way was 
you know, the, one of the dads, whether I can't remember if it would be the, you know, which side of the spousal equation it would be. Well, wherever Um, the money is, but I think probably the bride, the bride side is typically, I would think. Yeah, more likely to contribute towards stuff like that. Well, so but, that's a factor yeah. too: is who's paying for it. But even then, let's say hypothetically, right. same-sex marriage. How you flip a coin? I suppose so. I mean, the uh, <laughs> a sensitive topic, so I was mindful <laughs> yeah, of what I say. But Gotta be politically correct, hundred percent. Um, They're all paying for it. They, yeah. The you've totally thrown me off. <laughs> So if somebody's going to donate some money here, the point of this topic is to skip the wedding and buy a house, skip the wedding, skip the wedding completely, skip the wedding, skip the ceremonial traditional process of getting married, skip the wedding. It should be like tailor it down, tailor it down. Okay, sure. Tailor down. Well, I mean, it says here in the U S I don't have the Canadian stat in front of me. The U S stat is 40 to 50%. It's funny. They put a positive swing on it. 40 to 50% of marriages, first marriages will end in divorce. And it says, so chances are you're more likely to stay married. (laughs) Thanks for the positive swing on that. Um, but I'm sure there's a 50% chance, 50 to 60% chance you'll stay together. Is that what it means? Well, it means, yeah, 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 exactly. So they're not wrong, but right. it's like... There is a 40% chance that you're doing this for nothing. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know the... Actual stat right now, more or less, 50% of the calls that we're getting for properties oh, yeah. for, to list yeah. are from people that are in the process of separation or divorce. Oh, here's an interesting stat. 75% are more likely to end their marriage if a friend is divorced. So it's like, oh, Jimmy and Sue did it. So yeah, I've it's heard more that acceptable before. if I do yeah. it. That's interesting. Oh, separation doesn't count in divorce stats. So really it's probably much higher. Higher education means lower divorce rates. Many interesting stats. Higher in education means lower divorce, divorce rates? Yeah. Well, I'm screwed. Yeah. Well, there's always the outlier. You still have a chance. So I I would guess if you look, if you sit down and and budget for a wedding, if if you're doing it like a typical wedding, right? Like everything looks nice. Now, you see some of the weddings now, they're bringing out like full-blown buffets at midnight. They've got that midnight buffet. You know, is that the seafood one? Well, it's whatever the fuck you want it to be. What do you mean? Is it the no, seafood? No, but there one? is a traditional. Maybe it I was depends one, on the culture. I was but. one at one. It was a poutine buffet at midnight. Yeah, it's all you need at midnight. Just I've been to one where there's that's a, why my a, stomach's growling today because I had pizza at they, ten o'clock. They ordered like three thousand cheeseburgers from Burger King at oh, one a.m. Now you got me thrown off track. Yeah. Anyways, so here's the thing. The chances are your wedding's not going to, your marriage is not going to last anyways. Uh, but more seriously, I'd say one of the it's number one reasons. Very, very positive podcast today, the, Robbie. Well, if you accept that initially, if you accept that status. Don't have a wedding. You're going to get divorced anyway. 
Oh, listen, it, there you go. It's good to know that because if you episode if you 248 accept, of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast, if you can truly understand that initially, instead, then maybe you know what's going to happen. May, listen, maybe you'll realize that it takes a lot of effort to make it work. So you won't go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be easier. We're going to have a happy marriage forever. No, 50% of them don't work out. So put your, you got to put the effort in. But the uh, that's my positive swing on that stat. Um, We're going to have a bunch of trolls messaging us saying, oh, yeah, you don't want them to uh, have a wedding and buy a house instead so you can make a commission on it. I mean, sure, everything we do is for hopefully gives us business, but it's all for exposure, I suppose, in some roundabout way. But no, I would say um, you're better to redirect that money into something smarter. Like most, I was the stats are crazy. Like if people start investing when they're young versus when they're they versus starting at twenty versus thirty or fifty, like is the amount of the money cost, you'll have at retirement is unbelievable. Is the cost of the wedding contributing to the high statistical rate that you will be divorced? I bet it does. I bet there's a direct correlation between higher costs and higher divorce. Now you've got this debt from this big party you had. And probably now you can't afford to buy a house and your spouse is, you know, encouraging a home purchase because everybody wants to have a home to settle down and start a family and this and that, yeah. but you can't afford the house and you're stressing out because you've got this debt and now you're renting this place you don't even like. So, ooh, that's causing conflict. Finances are probably one of the number one contributing factors to an unhappy marriage, which leads to uh, divorce. So don't start your relationship off with that strain Direct those funds into something else. And for those of you listening or watching that would argue, oh, no, I'm going to have a lot of guests and they, you know, they provide a lot of uh, very generous financial gifts. Um, who's to say that? What if having, you had a housewarming party? They, right. They would give you those generous They'd probably gifts still then. give you very generous and gifts. And all you'd have to do that. is have a barbecue with some hamburgers. Yeah. And honestly, like the the night is over so fast and right. you're so busy. And you're probably really wasted like halfway through it. Absolutely. So you don't even remember most of it. And as much as the idea of it is fun, like then, the then whole you've got time, your spouse's fat buddy in the back corner puking his guts out. Right. Something bad's always going to happen. Right. Your best man hooks up with somebody that they're not supposed to or whatever. Dropped your $5,000 cake because somebody was a little tipsy. Lost your ring. But the point is, it's such a fast, it's, it happens so quickly. Everything's so blurred. You don't really remember it. It's not worth it. Redirect it into something more intimate, something more, you know, uh, more cost effective. Still get the money in and redirect those funds into a better investment. That's what I would do. I never see wedding planners and these companies that, you know, like they offer the full service to help you um, have a wedding. I never see the cost-effective ones and what they look like. It's always, oh, look at this beautiful ballroom and everything is decked out. Like, or and you'll shows. Have, What's for dinner? Oh, short rib and, uh, you know, these truffle potatoes topped with... Yeah, and they have those shows know. like whose wedding was better. Oh, is there? Yeah. I've never seen I them. I mean, I, it was a long time ago. I remember seeing them, but... 
Um, it's always, and that's how society now, is. How do you outdo you your neighbor? Both, how are you better than your friends? If you can afford both, if you can afford the down payment and to buy and you know buy your home together and start your family and you got all those things that you want and you can afford to have the wedding and that's what you want to do. Yeah, there's probably better ways you can spend that money, but go nuts. We're talking to the people that are, you know, have average. The majority of the people. Majority of probably people. you. People like you and I. Yeah. You, you know, I'm talking to the camera. You. You don't have a wedding. Get married. Don't have a wedding. Send this to your spouse. Rent your kids. Don't own them. Don't have them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Rent a kid. Um, it's called Big Brother, Big Sister. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Steve's a big brother. Is he? Chiquetto. Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Has been the same kid for a long time. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So what do you do? You see the kid like once a week? Yeah. Well, I don't know what the frequency is, but yeah, the idea is you go at whatever frequency and you hang, hang out. out with them and mentor, fill that role of a big brother and become a mentor. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. I think it's nice. So that's really all I had to say. I mean, the one, the, I guess the variables that maybe cause people not to do the destination wedding, which I know it's not for everybody, but it's much more cost effective, I found, or we found, is the unfortunate thing with us is my grandmother couldn't come. Um, but, you know, we're not going to make a decision based on one individual person. It has to be about the couple, not anybody else. Because I think that's one of the problems is um, brides and grooms have a lot of pressure from their family. Right. Uh, because, you know, this concept, which I think is becoming more common now, where people are taming it down a little bit, I, is new. Yeah. I think we're in a new new age of thought process when it comes to these old school rituals. And that's what this whole lavish wedding is. You know, when I'm talking to people now in their 20s, our typical first-time buyer demographic, um, there are a lot more people of any gender or non that are <laughs> that are very neutral on you know or very much aligned and on the same page of not spending money on that lavish wedding mm-hmm. um Although you see him pull up in like a BMW M3 and then you shake your head and it's like, okay, you're skipping the wedding to drive a right. depreciating $70,000 car. Well, and this, but, I think this conversation can carry into many large uh, financial purchases, right? you know, cars specifically, um, but anything really, vacations, anything. Just So many times I see couples that they have a nice wedding, they drive nice cars, they're wearing you know, designer brands, they look great. You know, I'm jealous sometimes of their outfits and things of that nature. And then we try and get them a mortgage approval and we find out they're so far in debt. Yeah. It's like, you got to prioritize what, and if you don't care there, and, you know, going along this theme of this new way of thinking in, in our, our culture, there are a lot of people now that don't give a shit about owning a home. I was with clients last night for dinner and they're retired. Yeah. And 
forever, their dream was to be mortgage-free. That was, you know, the mindset of the older generations. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking something up as you talk. No problem. Because Mortga- you're reminding me of something. Be mortgage-free. I never want to be mortgage-free. I always want to be borrowing money to be buying more real estate. So it's a it's a different different mindset. What are you looking up? Um, Jim Chung, he's um, the lazy Canadian investor on TikTok. Some of his stuff, oh yeah, I've seen like, this. Yeah. But there was one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it'll be too hard to find right now. But I'll try to dig it up and maybe post it. Um, but you know, talking about. Um, buying a house, like we're saying people should buy a house and yeah, sure. We're real estate agents. So we see that as a, a good investment, but if you, you know, dive deeper into the options of investments that exist out there, um, you know, take that money and put it anywhere. It'll, it'll pay dividends, maybe literally. Um, but there was a post, um, on Jim's account where, Somebody said, oh, my parents bought a house in 1981 for $20,000 and they sold it for um, 1.2 or something. And they can tell me that's not a good investment. So then he ran the numbers. He's like, well, if they took that, he took a deposit, like half the amount. It was like, whatever. I'm, anyways, a small number. Um, and said, if they took that and put it in the S&P 500, 20 years later, they'd have $8 million in that account. So in that case, it wasn't the best investment, right? It depends on when you're doing it. But the point is there's so many so many options that are a better option than a wedding that you should look at them, even if it means, you know, skipping the wedding. There you go. That's all I got. Okay, till next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening to episode 248. Hopefully you enjoyed today's content about skipping the wedding and investing your money elsewhere. We'd love to hear from you. Do you agree with the concept? Do you disagree? Would your parents let you do it? Comment below.